Um, good news. We've uh, uh-huh. been accepted for Spotify video podcasts. Well done for putting me on to that. That was pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. I, can, I don't understand them, really. It's kind of, like you say, it's a weird way to you'd watch on YouTube. It's because yes. uh, the, the Joe Rogan podcast, when he got bought by Spotify, half of, like, he used to get, like, millions of views on YouTube. And he's like, I'm missing out on this. And Spotify are like, no, 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 we're going to do video. Oh, really? Is that why? Yeah. That's gen- uh... The first time it happened was him. I genuinely think it's because he had a, he kept uploading to YouTube for like a, six months after he started on Spotify. And yeah. then they, he whipped everything over to Spotify video. Uh, I Spotify see. video became a thing. Because I think the main thing that people are stressed, not stressed at, they sort of like complain about with uh, YouTube is, a lot of people use YouTube for music and spot and podcasts so that when they mm. shut their phone off, obviously the video stops. Yeah. But the cool thing about Spotify video is you can either listen to the podcast or you can switch your phone on and you can watch the podcast in one, in one place. Um, so what we're really saying is Gemma, stop watching us on YouTube <laughs> and start listening to us on Spotify. Um, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> condense it all to one place yeah absolutely um and most like when i look at the analytics of our pod then most people listen on spotify and on like apple mm. iphones and things so it's quite nice to know also majority men uh and the majority 21 to 30 or to 46 or something hmm. that's mm. a weird age range it is a very weird age range uh 18% women. Very good. <laughs> we got to bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> well, we are rookies at this, so really. Oh, yeah. Anyone that wants to listen to this podcast, I mean, why? <laughs> Other, if, why? If, you, if you don't know us, why are you listening? No, Unless we found no it very listening. entertaining. No, one, no one's going to listen to three, like, sort of half-sober Scottish guys talk about. Yeah. Things that they can't talk about with other people. Especially nowadays where we're recording fairly early in the morning for you guys and I've had a day of work. So there's not really any beers oh, involved anymore. Oh, a day, of, a day, on this, oh, a day on the beach. Oh, diddums. A day on the beach. degrees. In the hot sun. I'm so sweaty. There's, again, so cold You could here. kind of like, hear it in the last episode, but I've turned the fans down a little bit so i'm sacrificing my comfort for for audio <laughs> you just you actually look roasted i'm so warm i'm so warm look my t-shirts they're <laughs> dripping <laughs> it's white good. t-shirts only oh man like white t-shirts only until you start sweating and then all your white t-shirts slowly turn to like a beige color anyway have you got have you got a nice tasty joke for us this morning i think you do have a nice tasty joke I was, trying to look them, I was trying to look them up, but I was distracted by uh, conversations about... I've saved, like, so many jokes. Yeah, and you're uh, little what hiding, hiding in your corner waiting for the podcast to start again. That's it, yeah. Uh, did you hear about the uh, band called Books? A band called Books? I did not hear about Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were called that so no one could judge them by their covers. Ah, uh, very good. Oh, that's quite good. I relate to that because 
I was in a band once. <laughs> Were you? You were in a band? I was in a band. Didn't Those of you that. that don't know, look up some Dante tunes. And then, and then instantly regret making that decision. <laughs> I think you're in more than one band, are you not? Hello and welcome back to That's Class, episode 26, a podcast about things we find class, hosted by two this time of your favourite class holes. As always, I'm Rory Kidd, joined by the biscuit boss himself, Duncan Malcolm. Eddie is not here, Dunk. How are you feeling? You alright? I'm alright. I'm alright. Probably better than Eddie, to be honest. He's, I mean, we yes, don't know why he's not, he's not, not here. The best of I mean, weeks. Here at that class, we don't ask for the real reasons why people aren't here. We like to speculate. Uh, yeah, Rory, this yeah. is the first time that Eddie's not been here, so you get to speculate. We've speculated on you not being here before. Uh, I, heard, I heard that he got bitten on the tip of his penis by a snake. <laughs> That's why he's not here. He's in hospital. He's in recovery. Oh, he got sure. bitten seven, I think he got <laughs> bitten seven times, uh, and then he got zero bites back to the snake, just seven times, and then also he thought he was going to get away from the snake, and then, uh, and then the rules changed, and then the snake was able to bite him again, so, and then he lost. <laughs> uh, big, big I'm sure inside back. joke there about Eddie being a Leeds fan and a Lewis Hamilton fan. Uh, which is something we'll get to a little bit further on in the pod. A little bit of housekeeping for everyone just before we get on. Uh, thank you so much for tuning back in and listening to our hot garbage of a podcast. Uh, while you're here listening, subscribe. <laughs> why, not, why don't you? Um, you can subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Pod, wherever you're listening to your podcast, basically. This is where we are. Uh, Spotify recently just started a rating system as well, which is great. It helps for uh, discoverability, helps us get new listeners. So. Go ahead and click that little star thing on the bottom, bottom left of your iPhone and uh, give us five stars. We, ex- we only accept five star minimum. So, uh, For every click you get, a new listener gets to hear us. Exactly. Give That's the gift of giving this Christmas. What we really want is to give people the, <laughs> the audio. I don't know what we're trying to say. Anyway, um, gift, we will... gift, the give, <laughs> gift the gift of audio. There we go. <laughs> your ears will thank you um we'll pop up if you're listening to us we will pop up every monday morning uh just in time for your commute unless i'm struggling with power cuts which happened yesterday or i'm just busy or being lazy Um, sometimes we upload on a monday morning sometimes it'll be a tuesday or a wednesday uh usually it'll be in the morning anyway just in time for your commute to work uh, it's a bit of a lucky, lucky dip but you know that's the fun of it you don't know when we're going to launch a podcast it's going to be weekly <laughs> but it might not be weekly um <laughs> Um, and if you'd rather uh, watch our faces as opposed to listen to our voices, you can watch us on YouTube. We might slowly stop uploading on YouTube because we have just, like I mentioned at the top, at the top of the pod, we've just been accepted by Spotify to upload Spotify visual podcasts. So basically, when you're listening to us on Spotify, if you like click on the episode and it shows you the album artwork, you can actually watch our podcast and you can see me and Duncan's little Zoom recording that we've got. You can see his lovely poster in the background. 
showcase. Oh, show it. And his lovely mug. Things, things that we are gonna oh. make just for the shits and gigs. We also uh, started a Patreon recently. Oh, you mean a, you mean a begging account? A begging account, basically. If you if you want to give us some money, <laughs> I don't know why you would. But if you why do, would anybody want to give us money? If you, if, you, if you go to patreon.com slash that's class pod, you'll probably find our page. Um, have a look at the tiers. It ranges from two pounds to a hundred pounds. Um, obviously, we prefer <laughs> we prefer a hundred pounds because it's more money. But um, <laughs> ideally, we want that hundred pounds so Eddie can actually buy himself a decent microphone. <laughs> because ah, well, it's just a cut for Eddie here. He gets, <laughs> I have heard that the microphone is actually okay. The microphone's okay. It was his settings that were narrowed. Yeah, actually, that's last I'll weekend. Yeah, there. last weekend it was he accidentally recorded through his laptop microphone, not his actual microphone. Uh, but then again, he could always upgrade. You know, we've bought some Mike. fairly decent mics, and he's gone for the Amazon Basics version. <laughs> My webcam's got a internal microphone. I think I shudder to think what the quality that's got. You know what? Last week I didn't mention it, but last week you could tell your odd your vis- your what am I trying to say? Visuals. Uh, your visuals look so much more HD. Yeah, it is an HD camera. Upgraded uh, your 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 uh, visual form, which is great because of because of mm. our Spotify thing that we're trying to push. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is great. And obviously, I've not seen too our... many Spotify visual podcasts, so maybe we're on. To, maybe we're on to something. Maybe we're starting it where we need to start it, you know, and then we're yeah. going to run with the train. Yeah, maybe, maybe, Hopefully. maybe, then... maybe we've found a curve to get ahead of. Exactly, that'll be a first. Let's hope. um that'll do it um for housekeeping i guess uh duncan how have you been you've been all right this week i have i've been okay uh just working away we my course that i'm doing is pretty much finished it's all just coursework uh and as it's very cold very grim very miserable outside and there's not a lot of socializing going on in this part of the world at the moment. Uh, That's very true. I guess all I'm just going to do is focus get into doing that, really. I can try and get it done before Christmas. That'd be nice. But who knows? What about you? How's, how's the beach bum lifestyle? Uh, Except it's not really beach pretty. bum because you've got a sweet house on the beach. <laughs> yeah, not really a beach bum vibe. Um, it's more of like a bougie beach vibe. <laughs> bougie <laughs> beach bum. Um, triple B. Yes. Um, it's great. I basically, um, in the mornings, basically my, my whole job is a content manager. So I, I manage all the social medias for Ticket to Ride. Um, all the, take pictures oh, of the beach. Take pictures the beach. of the clients, film the clients Just surfing, use those videos for social media. Um, my day is basically finished by 11, unless I need to uh, schedule a lot of posts for social medias and things. My day is pretty much done by eleven or twelve, and then wow. I'll go. It's pretty good, and then I'll go for a surf, and then, and then I'll nap, and then I'll maybe go for another surf. Go for the hottest part of the day in a hammock. Exactly, uh, you can't can't function during midday, the midday sun. You know, you need to go for a especially at post surf. You have a coconut, and then you just you're just sleepy. You sleepy have a boy. Coconut. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, next time I'll, I'll I'll prepare that for next time. I'll have a coconut instead of my little uh, water bottle here. 
Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you try and get uh, what you should try and do is get carve out a little ticket to ride symbol on the coconut. Oh no, I'll do a that's class. It'll be my that's class coconut. Oh, that's co- that's class coconuts. <laughs> right, you've got your mugs. I've got my coconut. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that's class coconut. What other merchandise can we make that's stupid? Uh, that's yeah, exactly. And then we can sell it on Patreon. <laughs> the that's class merch store. So if someone's house is just gonna be. <laughs> My room, it'll be this room. room. Yeah, that room just full of boxes of stuff. (laughs) Irrelevant, that's class merch that no one wants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That'd be so good. Right, moving on to big big topics for the the week. Um, Right off the bat, let's talk about the F1. If you're not not aware, uh, Formula One season just finished last weekend. Ah, yes. Yeah, just always kind of like, it happened just after we recorded the pod. So every time. So we're a week every late. Time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big, big controversy, but I think it's also having a week's uh, like thinking about it. A period I'm of a, review. A period of review, that's a good way to put it. After a period of review, I'm actually okay with it. I, I, I still don't agree with, the, with what happens, but I'm also okay with the result. Like, it's fine. Um, for those of you that don't know, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, two of the best Formula One drivers in the world right now. Lewis Hamilton, the best Formula One driver in the world. Eight, eight times world champion, seven times world champion. Seven times. Seven. World Went, was going for his eighth. Was going for eight. Both of them were tied in points. And this was the last race of the season. Went all the way up to the last three laps. And then someone crashed. Safety car came out. And then basically. They had, I think, four or five lapped cars between them. Lewis was in first, and his tires had done about 38 laps. Uh, he was also was on in... hard tires. Point out, there's different tire compounds. Yes. Hard tires have less grip. And uh, Max was on soft tires and had done maybe two laps, I think. And a few, just a couple more, but yeah, very fresh. Very coming up to, they wanted to finish the race as a live lap rather than. F- through the safety car so what they did was on the last coming up to the last lap they were going to get rid of the safety car but before they did the AF, FIA officials basically said hey all you lapped cars you can just drive ahead of the safety car and then we'll have a motor race but then a lot of people yeah. didn't agree because again it was just those four and not all cars that had been lapped and also I think it Personally, I think it would have been a better race because Lewis was on those older hard tires and Max was on the softer tires. He still had those lapped cars to pass. That, in my opinion, would have been a much better finish, like much more exciting finish, even though would have been the, exciting, finish itself, yeah. the finish itself was, I was like, had, like hands and face, like the whole lap. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely one that kind of needs review and i've spoken to like your you eddie a couple other people uh my dad and it's like everyone's kind of got a slightly different opinion mm. uh but everyone agree kind of agrees that it was dodgy uh the way it was kind of not dodgy you know like uh i said like not we're not supposed to say like in this podcast i've heard uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a jar a like jar like, 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 like. <laughs> uh, everyone kind of just thought that 
the rules weren't applied. If the rules written out and everyone's seen them now because they've been talked about and talked about and talked about and posted everywhere, yeah, it would appear the rules weren't applied correctly or it wasn't applied in a fair way. They cherry-picked rules, which they were allowed to do because the race director is allowed to do that because that's actually a sub-rule. Yeah. So at that point, if the race director can just make stuff up, then... Because what happened was Michael Massey had, had a decision to make and instead of just making a dec- any decision he made was going to affect the outcome of the championship, and this is where he got caught between essentially a rock and a hard place, because if Michael Massey had just picked one, according to the rules, either unlap all the cars or don't unlap the cars, pick one, he could have argued it against the rules, the winner would have been the winner, and there wouldn't have been as much sort of controversy. The yeah. problem is, is that he engineered it in a way to make the finish under the green flag but he kind of flim-flammed between two sets of rules and kind of made one decision and then Christian Horner came on the radio and then next thing you know the decision's been changed now they're talking about how team principals shouldn't be influencing the race director correct yeah um and so it wasn't just the decision it was the flim-flamming between like jumping between the two that that's where I think it wasn't applied fairly. Was Hamilton robbed? Yeah. I think there's a whole... Also, you've got Perez's driving, because Perez held him up for six seconds. He might have been able to pit. That's true. Uh, I think Perez, in my opinion, Perez won that for Max Verstappen. Quite possibly. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but that changed the dynamic of, you know, two laps under Perez, changed yeah. the dynamic of that whole... That mid that section of the race, he gained so, like seven no seconds, idea. did he not? Something like that, yeah. So, but you don't know how exponential that would have got mm. if he, Perez hadn't been there. Yeah. So, therefore, you don't know because they kept saying, "Oh, you're going to lose track position or whatever." In hindsight, would you have been better if you had the faster car on the second safety car? Would you not? If you could say, "Right, we're just going to come out behind Max, not Perez," would you have been better pitting? Yeah. Getting softs and being behind Max with a faster car. With the faster car, I think you know that's the way you put that. Now is actually really good because it's also, I think, a team mistake for the fact that team mistake. And the fact you didn't Bottas there either. Yeah, Max pitted like three times or four times in that race. Huge amount. Yeah, definitely two. And just before the second safety car came out, they radioed to Lewis saying. If you wanted to pit, what tires would yeah. you want? And he said, whatever you guys feel. Yeah, feels then, good on both. Yeah, and then the safety car came out, and then they were like, nah, stay out, because you'll lose position. And it's like, but then hindsight's a wonderful thing. How would they have known that the safety car was going to come out another time, you know? I, well, that was the time it was going to come out. So they went, what are you going to do under a safety car? Uh, I'm not really sure. Next thing you know, Latifi bends it into a wall. Uh, then you have Hamilton. Uh, not pitting yeah. when he could have pitted put on softs and possibly could, I don't know what the timings were I don't know if he would have been out behind Max and Perez in which case it was over Yeah. Um, if he just came out behind Max under the safety car that, that would have been game on yeah, but that would have been a nice race I think 
it, but then you don't didn't know if uh, Massey was going to unlap the cars. You didn't know if he was going True. to finish under the safety car. Um, there's also someone said, <laughs> I think it was someone sexed Eddie and said, you know, if Merck had been, if Bottas had the wherewithal, he would have just slowed the car down and gone, there's something wrong with the car. I can't find gears. Sorry, guys, we have to park the car on the track. <laughs> Nothing I can do. Oh, no, the safety car has to stay. Oh, no, yeah, safety car again. <laughs> yeah. Tactical safety car. <laughs> but then Bottas was nowhere. So a lot of the Perez problem could have been negated if someone had actually been qualified up in the top four. Yeah, at the start for sure. Of the race. Uh, so it's all in all, it was an interesting end to a very turbulent season. I I don't yeah. think Michael Ma- my bet is that Michael Massey will not be the race director for next season. No, and uh, also, I think, I think his quote um, is on a sugarly peg. Yeah. Uh, what I quite liked was Mercedes released a statement on their Twitter and their Instagram, um, basically withdrawing their appeal. Uh, and instead, they're uh, wanting to get because I think a lot of the other companies, uh, car uh, teams, were a bit like, "Oh, that was a bit like they weren't they weren't fully on board with the decision that was made because the first decision was no cars can overtake; every car has to remain in position. And then yeah. with that last lap about to happen, he goes, "Actually, lap U five can can go." So I feel like that's where people went, ah, oh. That's what fact, I mean. Yeah, because you said... It's the choice. He, flipped, the well, he should have stuck yeah. with one decision and then yeah. left it. So what Mercedes released as a statement was they're willing to work with the FIA so that this doesn't happen ever again type thing. Um, mm. So they're going to, I think, over the course of the winter into next season, they're going to discuss with every team and the FIA what decision is made and that decision is final and you can't flip-flop in between the loopholes. And... No, I, I think the race, I think what you'll find is th- there's so much to sort of controversy and drama surrounding FIA as per usual. They, yeah. they govern themselves, which is kind of bonkers. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, somebody said, if you don't like the decision, go to the FIA. The FIA don't like the decision, they can take it to the FIA. Uh, the FIA can report you to the FIA. Um, if you don't win your decision, you can appeal to the FIA. <laughs> and if you lose that... Hilarious. <laughs> so, the FIA are, obviously, they didn't want Mercedes to appeal because that would just look bad. Yeah. Formula One as a sport doesn't get a lot of scrutiny, so to have some, a high-profile thing like that, mm. that's bad. That's bad times. That's just bad times. Yeah. Uh, especially with a team like Mer- Mercedes. This isn't Haas wanting an extra point. Yeah, exactly. Sort of this thing. isn't Haas who got this zero is, points. <laughs> yes, this isn't Haas. This is Mercedes-Benz, one of the AMG. Yeah. You know, and obviously you've got the Patronus uh, business in the background as well. Um, it's one of the fastest cars on the track. It's one of the most successful no, car- yeah, teams most successful team in the last in eight years. Yeah. Yeah. They... Didn't want that, and then I genuinely think the trade-off for that is Massey will quietly be shuffled into, he'll, he'll, into a consultant's what's, what's role. What's the phrase? He'll magnanim- magnanimously take a step back. 
Yes, yes. He will decide that his position is untenable. The, the new uh, FIA president will arrive at his house with his resignation letter. Michael Massey will sign it and we'll go their separate ways. Yes. Yeah, he will. He'll um, take a step back and he'll be like, you know, I should deserve praise because I, took a st- I made a mistake. I'll take a step back. Yes, I'm, going to, uh, become, I'm going to review uh, internally uh, you know, my own actions and contemplate things. Yeah. Um, I'll take taking a, a sabbatical. Yes, a lovely leave of absence with uh, the contract yes. that I did not finish and now I've been bought out. <laughs> my, my garden needs a lot of work. Some might say it's gardener's leave, but it's just my garden does need a lot of work and tending to. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step down. I'm going to wash yeah. my hands of the whole situation. It was a good season, though. Let's, let's look at it. Let's, Very let's good not season. the track from. It was a great final race. Um, it, it was, was a, exciting for once at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. They've changed the race as well, so it's a lot faster. The track's a lot more like they've gotten rid of a lot of chicanes and they've put in more hairpins and stuff. But like. uh under the hotel, turn fourteen, mm. uh the camber of the corner now cambers away. And I said to I said to Eddie at the start of the, the weekend, I said, Someone's got a date with that turn fourteen wall. And uh, that's the one Latifi went into. Oh. I just used I as soon as I saw Someone had said, "Oh, this is the under the hotel now. They've they've widened the corner, yeah, and then it's off camber, and then during free practice, Kimi Raikkonen spun it, which straight into it. And I thought, that that happened like in the race. someone pushes that too hard, <laughs> someone's going to crack into that wall. Yeah, because off camber, so as soon as you turn in, it goes away from you. Uh, you're it turns, going because it you're turns all, away from the corner as opposed to into the corner. Yeah, so if you're yeah. turning. Kind of You're turning to left. Describe with my hand on the audio podcast. You can but, you can describe yeah. it with words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're tu- you want the corner. If you're turning left, you want the car to be leaning left, basically. Yeah. Except when they're turning left, the car is actually leaning right. Yeah. That's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um. So it's slightly off camber, which I think if you lose grip, will not be conducive to. Staying not not that yes. spinning out on a corner is conducive to going in a straight line anyway, but um, no. yeah, I just I saw that it was, but like I said, it was an exciting season. And next year the cars are different; they'll be able to overtake more. Hopefully, people like Ferrari and McLaren. It'd be nice to see another team enter the fray, like like Smash Brothers. Just like a new a new fighter has entered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd like to see <laughs> Ferrari or. And a big hitter, so Ferrari or McLaren, man, or even Aston Martin, just so, just someone yeah. up there causing a ruck, like getting poles, causing a ruckus. Speaking of Ferrari, were you surprised that Ferrari was on pole? Was on not pole? Was on the podium? No, I was like, I was like, what happened to Paris? Well, Paris. That's the weird thing. I don't actually. It sounds stupid. I don't know what happened. This is the thing about the last. No one knows I what happened to anyone to watch, else. I need to watch the end of this race again, almost, because I don't understand the unlap. Once again, it all comes back to the, yeah. the choice of rules. I don't know what happened to Perez. I don't understand how the five guys that unlapped were all racing each other. But I all thought that, also thought they were racing Perez. So I'm really confused as to mm. yeah, who was very... where and who got... To, I can't remember who got through. It was uh, Sainz. Sainz. Sainz came I, I third. I don't understand. And then when he was getting yeah. interviewed after the race, he was like, well, that was a good third. He was like, yeah, I'll take it. 
<laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Where, where did that come from? I know. That was all a bit, all oh, a bit mental. It was fun. Um, anyway. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, good season. I look forward to March. It'll be back in 12 weeks. So Absolutely. Yeah. 12 more episodes of the podcast and then we'll go back to F1 episodes. F1 episodes, yeah. Um, I think next year we'll need to make some predictions. We'll get a list that's of a good things idea. to predict for the ye- for the year. Yeah, and then we'll see who's right. And we and should that's all the horse you're backing. So we should all back pick, them. Pick it. a team. Yeah, pick a team, and then that's your team. That's your team. That's your we, team. That's your driver. Just because and Eddie's then, not here today, he's not allowed to pick Mercedes. We'll just say Mercedes and Red Bull are off the table. Uh, no, they could be on the table. We'll just pick them off that They're already picked. Sorry, you weren't here. Yeah. We took a democratic decision. The three of two versus one. Yeah. <laughs> Snooze, you lose. Snooze, you lose. Moving on. Me. Shall we move on to a different topic? Yeah, let's go. Let's move on from the other one. Yeah, why not? Uh, so, second half of this podcast, fairly heavy on the old MCU. Uh, we keep talking about the fact that this podcast is not an MCU podcast. We tried really hard at the start right now to talk a lot about F1, but now MCU seems to just be rolling them out again, just in time. That, that seems for us to be to... The, the things to talk about this week because exactly. it, genuinely it's the end of the year. There's not a lot else kicking around. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're recording this episode or, on know. the 19th of December, so it's two days after Spider Man's come out. Have you seen it yet, Dunk? I was going to see it on Wednesday, and then my plans changed, unfortunately. So mm. you've not. I have not seen it, but I do. Uh, I am gutted by that. Have you seen it yet? I know you were going to the cinema. But... I'm going to the cinema. Um, my one of my mates, uh, mates, one of my mates, Nate, who uh, stays next to me. Uh, he is very good at finding movies in a different way. Ah. And uh, he watched it this morning in his bed. Ah. Uh, and I refrained from it. I was like, what's it like? What's the quality like? And he said, it's watchable. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I, with a movie like this, I feel like I need to see it at the cinema. So I think it's been very excellent that st- through Reddit, through social media, I have seen zero spoilers as of yet. Yes. I think that that's pretty impressive of everybody. I've also too. been very careful. Um on social media on twitter i'm mainly only looking at like fantasy football stuff and i'm like anything that says spider-man i'm like don't look at it don't look at it don't look at it um but yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it uh, i also i was gonna say like a massive massive fib i was gonna say we're not gonna talk about spider-man today because we're gonna be a nice podcast and we won't talk about spoiler heavy podcasts about a movie that you might not have seen yet you know yeah, give, give it a week we'll probably talk about it next week <laughs> doing ourselves out of listeners exactly yeah we're helping the listeners out if you've not had time to see spider-man you have until after christmas because after next monday christmas. we'll probably talk pretty heavily about it left our embargo yeah exactly yeah embargo is usually about a week isn't it if yeah, you've if you've it. not seen two, it in no, a week it's christmas i mean we, we can we can postpone it and come back to it even though it's we not could. as relevant i'm we sure could, yeah. we'll i'm see. sure we could always whip it in with uh, the new doctor strange movie Yes. We'll see if um, Eddie's gotten around to seeing it as well. If he's not, we'll wait until the, the three of us have seen it and then we'll do I'll a spoiler to, heavy. I'm going to say hard doubt. It's a hard no. He's doubt. Famously, <laughs> not the biggest MCU fan on this podcast. I, 
I, I think I'm sure he's raised this point. And I feel bad putting this like almost words in his mouth. Um, one of the things, and I feel kind of the same. One of the things about the new Marvel is that well, it's kind of we're starting again. Yeah. Uh, and we are starting again. And if you're a lovely segue to one of our topics about Marvel, but carry on. Yeah. So we are starting again, and it's kind of hard to be invested, especially when they've. If you're not big into it, you don't have Disney Plus, or you don't have, uh, you're not as keen, um, and it's not the characters that you were kind of engaged with when you were in two thousand eight. So that would have been what fifteen, like fifteen, sixteen years old yeah. When, yeah. The, when the first Iron Man came out. Um, you know, we engaged with them for over ten years. You're not, um. We're not as engaged with them yet. Was it not 2003 um, or was it 2008? No, it was 2008. Oh, okay, yeah. First Iron Man film, I'm sure. Ah, was yeah, because 2018 was the 10 year anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not as familiar with. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so I think it's kind of hard to kind of get invested in some of the characters, the new characters, if you're kind of still attached to. Yeah, um, Gen- genuinely. And I feel like that's yeah. why I've not seen it. I'm going to watch it on Disney Plus probably this week. Uh, my brother and my sister did not like Eternals. Um, okay. They were just like, like it's brand new characters and it's these characters that have been around the whole time, but we've only just mm. started to hear about them now. And there's some big names, but some of the big names aren't really involved. They're just there, mm. I guess, for an MCU Disney paycheck. Um, and then the post credit scene and things that I've already heard about yeah. weren't happy about it because of who it was. Um, I mean, it's on Disney Plus now. Everyone's probably seen it. Harry Styles is, is now in the MCU. It's not on Disney Plus here. I think that's January for us um, in the UK. Well, maybe I just ruined the you post credit scene for you. No, it's okay. I know. I know about the post credit scene. Harry Styles is in the post credit scene, and it's very disappointing. And he says he's Thanos's brother. Do you know? Do you know why I'm gonna? This is a controversial, maybe a controversial opinion by me. Do you know why Harry Styles is in the MCU? And once you once you hear me say this, think about his career and how he markets himself. Okay, yep. over everything, Harry Styles is trying to be the next David Bowie. Okay, he's trying to be the next David Bowie or David Bowie 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 uh, Bowie. No one really knows. <laughs> Just call me Dave. Uh, but I know what you mean. Like started off as so, a musician, you know, and then um, got into acting. He is, it, he is a good actor. I saw him in nineteen. Or was it? 1917? 1917 or Dunkirk? Dunkirk. He was in Dunkirk. Dunkirk. He was good in Dunkirk. Uh, He was in another one, I think. That I can't name. But then, I don't know. I just think he's such a huge name that when you see him in something like the MCU, which, fair enough, Robert Downey Jr. is a huge name. Chris, all of them are big names now. But when they first started, Robert Downey Jr. was like, just out of rehab and jail and stuff and like he was an actor that no one really wanted to hire um mm. chris evans had tried the fantastic four and didn't do very well you know um chris chris hemsworth was in neighbors he wasn't a huge name and now they're all massive because of the the success and now this is what i'm not enjoying about the new sort of phase four are we in now Phase four, yes. Yeah, the phase four MCU stuff is just because Angelina Jolie's there now. Um, that Scottish guy from 
uh, Richard Madden. Richard Madden. He's a fairly big name because of Game of Thrones. Um, Harry Styles is in it now. I just feel like it's they're they're bringing in more A-list actors and it's taking me out more because I don't I'm I'm struggling to see. We'll see how he goes because when the post credit when I saw the post credit scene I was like oh it's Harry Styles and that's kind of not what you want to happen in a movie. <laughs> yeah, but once again, I, I think genuinely my he is trying to do this sort of acting singing thing and they're yeah. casting him because he's popular. Yeah. And because he's, um, it, it's also the fact that apparently, do you know the character that he plays? Yeah. Do you know what Star he's Fox, right? right? Uh, I thought his name was Eros. Yeah, uh, Eros, aka Star like, Fox, brother right. of and Thanos. And you know Eros, brother of the right now. <laughs> just let's just think about one giant <laughs> steroided grape, purple. Yes. Purple cream. Purple alien with a scrotum Giant chin. purple member berry, right? Big, big scrotum chin. <laughs> oh, do steroids. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Harry Styles. Yes. Who isn't, who isn't, like, like, isn't CGI'd up. Yeah. Uh, he's got a hard jawline. He's got fantastic hair and a great singing voice. Maybe he maybe he got his mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I might eat my words in a couple months' time, you know, because he might actually be a really good actor and he might do really well. And then when I start watching him on screen, it might just disappear, and I'm seeing his character as opposed to himself. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, but then you have got guys like Simu Simu Liu, uh, Shang Chi. He he was only in Kim's Convenience. He wasn't in. Exactly. Anything. I liked Shang-Chi, other than the fact that it was a generic origin movie again. I thought uh, the, the comedy and him and his... Crap, what's her name? La, not Latifa. What's her name? Aquafina. Aqua, uh, she's really good. She's in Crazy Rich Asians as well. She's a great actor. Um, but yeah, I quite like that. And I... Yeah, anyway, we're sort of on a massive tangent that we've gone on. What we, we really are meant to talk tangent. about... What we really meant to talk about was... The MCU is changing and new people are replacing the people that we grew up with, which brings mm. us to Hawkeye, which is what me and you and me have been watching this week. I just yep. finished episode five. I think episode yep, six same. comes we out on Wednesday. And it genuinely is. I think it's probably one of my favorite ones. I like how it's been written. Um, I like Hawkeye because I like the fact that they've highlighted that he's not a superhero. He's meant to be anonymous. He's meant to be a ghost. He isn't. And then you've got this Disney Channel character of a girl who's like super fanboying over him and be like, you need to market yourself better. Um, <laughs> which I find funny, but also that's what Clint Barton is about. He is a CIA. Is he CIA? He's basically S.H.I.E.L.D. He agent. S.H.I.E.L.D. and probably CIA. Yeah, all sorts. Like he is a ghost. He's not meant to be an Avenger. He was just brought in because he's really good with a bow and arrow, which is so. I weird, think he but... kind of fills that. He fills a, if you think about a the team, human voice, fills that re that sort of uh, sniper scout, yeah, recon, yeah. sort of position. And those guys tend to be the the quiet ones or the ghost mm-hmm. ones in every video game and novel you've ever seen or played red 
all those characters are always going off and doing their own thing or um, providing cover fire from top of buildings, stuff like that. Yeah. That is very much what he's about. I agree with the the highlighting the fact he's not a superhero. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. it so far. I like the fact um, Banner, of all people, was talking to. Ah, friend of the pod, Banner. One, many, many uh, months ago, we re- were talking about it was in April. So what the hell came out in April that we had us have this conversation? Was it Loki? I, it I mean, Loki was Loki the last TV show that came out. No, it wasn't Loki. It was something else. We're talking about consequences and how uh, there's no there's no consequences in the, MC, in the MCU up to that point. It kind of felt everybody yeah. that was getting killed was coming back to life. No one was staying dead. No one's had to face the consequences of their actions. But in phase four, so far, people have been facing the consequences of their actions a little bit more. Not quite as much as you would like for an adult TV show, Mm -hmm. but maybe, you know, something along the lines of Game of Thrones where things had consequences for the first six seasons anyway. Um, Things had consequences. Decisions had consequences. Recently, watching Hawkeye, when she said... How do you, why do you have an earpiece? How do you, why do you need a hearing aid? Great montage. to all the explosions. <laughs> yeah. He survived. Um, and some of them were horrific. And you think to yourself, yeah, that would do it. That was, yeah, that's fair enough. a consequence of him being in a, just being a regular dude yeah. doing superhero stuff. It's very much. Yeah. It's um, a nice character arc. Batman. Yeah, it's, it's a good character arc. I think. Um, and also. The fact that you talk about consequences, his whole Ronin thing was because he was grieving for the, the snap, the blip that happened. His whole family disappeared, <laughs> and then he went and just like killed a bunch of like gangsters. And that has consequences now in this TV show, where the girl took the Ronin outfit, and now the tracksuits, whatever they're called, um, are after her. Tracksuit Mafia. Tracksuit Mafia, well, great thing. This kind of leads into something else we're going to talk about. But yes, the someone pointed out that, that you think of a character. Now this is going to be a little bit spoilers for the end of Hawkeye episode five. On um, skip King, skip ahead about oh, skip never ahead. Mind. <laughs> never, never mind. mind. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> well, so jump now, yeah. So Kingpin, um, played by Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil, being this, reprised yeah. Yeah. by Vincent D'Onofrio, which is excellent. Um. He might have been blipped out, and the blip has actually given them a little bit of license here, which I think is quite clever. That's very clever. You can blip out Kingpin, Punisher, Daredevil, and it explains um, a lot Gage, about Jessica why they're Jones. not there. It can explain um, why they didn't help in the final battle. Mm-hmm. Simple. Um, they're just street level heroes. Also fine. But when they come back from the blip, the world's changed. So mm. Kingpin might be the head of the tracksuit mafia, not because he wants to be, but because that's where he's found himself, because that's him post-blip. Yeah. And obviously he's now entering the MCU, which is a bit more comic booky. So the idea that they could answer to him as one of his many crime gangs, that actually makes sense. Because it's not quite the ruthless Kingpin pre-blip, you know, Netflix yeah. version, but same character, same dude, just found himself in a completely different situation. 
Yeah. The same goes. They've announced, but you know, thing we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, Charlie Cox as Daredevil. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> one of the best announcements I've heard in a long time with the MCU. He as Daredevil when the Netflix thing came out. Yeah, amazing. It was. Yeah, it was good. Out of all the little Disney Plus TV shows that they've made on the side, nothing has yeah. compared to me to Daredevil season one, two, and if they did a third, I can't remember. They did do a third, but season two is without shadow, without yeah. the best season. Lots um, of lots of ninja fights, lots of fights in corridors. It's great. You love ninjas, Roy. I love ninjas. This is also maybe why I love. I'm liking Hawkeye, and I like his character, and I like the fact that he is meant to be in the shadows. I also like Batman. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Um, yeah, I like the idea of Daredevil season two with the Punisher and um, King mm. Punisher campaign. John Bernthal, I hope Bernthal comes back as well. He will. I, I think it's if Daredevil is back in and Vincent D'Onofrio is back in, you can bet uh, bottom dollar that John Bernthal. They're just wait. They'll just the difference with King P- Vincent D'Onofrio, for example, is he's sixty two now. Damn. So you want to get him in. You want to make sure he's it's not that old. In. My dad's sixty-one. Just want to make sure he's in. Just want to make sure he's. <laughs> you just want to make sure he's in in the MCU. You get him tied up. Barntal, eh? He does. He, to be fair to John Barntal, he's a busy guy. He's very busy. He's, he's a busy guy. He's done a lot. Of, a lot of stuff. But then he's not. Um, he's not doing a lot of main character stuff. No, that's because I think he genuinely wants to be. Frank Castle for another three seasons of I Punisher. Hope, I hope he does. I just watched his Hot Ones episode and I'm in love with John Bernthal again. He's, he is a... Uh, Punisher season two is excellent. Yeah. And um, I think he would benefit... The Punisher once again would benefit from being in the MCU because I think he needs to be... Not lightened up, that's not the right word, but I think he could do with a bit more comic book um, yeah. inspiration to his storylines. Rather than having to Netflix sort made of it, do ne- the mercenary yeah. thing, Netflix made it very sort of eighteen plus, you know, almost uh, R that's rated, okay. which is okay. I, but like, it was very real, and there wasn't that sort of MCU. Yeah, they'll, it's hard they'll to describe. Need to balance but, it. Yeah, um, um, he is a character other than uh, Daredevil, like and, um, Charlie Cox, probably the best Daredevil since. Matt, uh, not Matt Damon. Only, only Daredevil since Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, great Daredevil, great actor. I can't wait to see him in the MCU. Um, but saying that, characters slash actors, I'm not so much looking forward to joining the MCU potentially if they join the MCU. Um, Jared Leto. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, he is Morbius, who is yep. um, famously a Spider-Man villain. Yep. Um, I only really have reference for Morbius in the cartoons back when yes. we were kids. Yep. The, um, that arc is an excellent arc on yeah. television. Yeah. And <laughs> Terrible Mor- animation nowadays, but excellent. Yeah. From, <laughs> it's very much X-Men animation as well. It's similar, oh, it is. It's similar from that era. era. Yeah. 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 And um, from what I gather, Morbius is a doctor who has this like vampire disease and yep, he doesn't bite people like a vampire he like sucks them with weird suckers on his hands is that right that's what oh, i'm remembering so. from the tv show yeah and he's got oh, well that's what the tv show did whether yeah. or not they follow that is he has a love interest called felicia 
And that's all I can remember is him saying Felicia. <laughs> yeah. And he's always it's a struggling. Story. He's like a he's Dark. like an anti-villain because I feel like I think in the cartoon he does these bad things because he needs to survive as a vampire, but he doesn't want to. Maybe. Yeah, it, but that's the interesting thing about Spider-Man's villains is that he's got about just as good villains as Batman does. I yeah. think if you pair them up, Spider-Man has the best set of villains. They're all animal based. All of, as well. all of them. Uh except Venom. Are they? Except Craven the Hunter, who goes around killing it, who goes around trying to who hunt kills Spider-Man animals. half of them. Yeah. Kill them. Yeah. Um, it's even Craven the Hunter. There's Spider-Man has a rogues gallery that would make excellent films. Yes. Um, you would almost be able to make a Sinister Six style Suicide Squad. And I feel like they've been trying to do that for a while, and it's not managed to happen. Because I other think they're than... going the wrong way. They should just yeah. focus on the villains. Yeah. Venom, Morbius. Uh, you could recast Doctor. Ot- Doctor Octopus, but uh, you don't really need to. Um, he's kind of one no one really uh, used to know. Yeah, but then again, you could, you could do what the, what the Spider Verse did and did a female Doc Ock because she was really good. That's true. Yeah, she was excellent. That was a uh, different mm-hmm. voice of that. Catherine Han. Catherine Han. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I like that idea. I think the idea of all the Rose Gallery just getting their getting some movies in there. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think it'd be quite good. Is a better idea than trying to force feed multiple different ones into. The only thing I don't like about it is I kind of want Sony just to be like, "Yeah, we'll take a step back. You can have it." Because like, you know what they've done with Tom Holland Spider Man is it's well they are um, they have said they're working with them now. Yeah, I think but, they realize this is mutually beneficial to both sides. But Spider Man is introduced as Marvel Studios, whereas Venom and Morbius is in association with. So it's still like a Sony thing, but it's now in kind of in the MCU. Um, That's because they've not been in any of the other films yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when Spider-Man fights Venom, eventually... It might be in this um, movie, we don't know yet. <laughs> who knows? When Spider-Man fights Venom, that co- that will change, but because of the way the rights work, that contract is going to be horrific. Yeah. Because you're going to have to introduce Morbius and Venom into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of annoying because I look back at like Venom 1 and I think, oh, that's, not that, that's not that good a film. I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like the villain. Yeah. Um, um, but Venom's, Venom's good fun. Yeah. So. And speaking of Morbius, the reason that we're mentioning him is they released a whole bunch of trailers and then last week they released a one minute scene of him transforming into Venom. Did you watch it? Oh, into Morbius, yeah. I yeah. saw that. Uh... Uh, sorry, not Venom, Morbius, yeah. yeah. Genuinely, looked pretty good. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, but then also, I'm not, like I'm, I probably won't pay to see it, is what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll as wait Ari, for Gold, it. Ari Gold infamously once said, you can sell a good trailer. You can sell a trailer, exactly. Sell a good trailer. Which is what the MCU have done quite a lot. You know? I think I think they've done that. I think they are experts at that. Yes. Um, they're so good now they even sell you on a trailer that isn't actually got half the footage that you think it is. Exactly. Um so they, they make they they're, make they're doing very well. Oh, they probably choose like blooper reels for their trailers with like different audio because everyone's wearing masks. But speaking of trailers. Mm. Speaking of trailers, um, enter 
audio segment. Enter Eddie. Eddie, going, Eddie, what do you want? Oh, oh no. Eddie's oh, no. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, I didn't download his audio file in time, so we don't actually have it. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to um, be so... He did remind me from bad to worse. He did remind oh, me about no. it, and I said, "Oh yeah, I need to do that." And then I I'll forgot do that. again. So <laughs> I'm sure he's probably got recorded. I'll send you it then. He could do. <laughs> he probably doesn't, to be honest. I'll text him, and we'll see. If not, if if he has, you text put, him. I'm I'll not texting. If he has, I'll put it in here. <laughs> if he hasn't, then. We're not very good at that. Welcome, everybody, to a podcast within a podcast called Trailer Time, usually hosted by Eddie Ashcroft, but today hosted by myself and Duncan, where we talk about trailers. We have one, two, three, four trailers for you guys. One of the trailers we're going to jump right off the bat with. Because on this podcast, we are very, very big fans of a certain actor called Nicolas Cage. Yes, and, we are. Uh, a movie has just, a trailer has this just been released. This is the one I was telling you about. Yeah, like, I know. Way back, way back. A trailer's back. just been released called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And it features Nicolas Cage playing himself. Nick Cage. It looks fucking incredible. Um, I love how meta it is. And I kind of like how he's embraced the fact that is he a, like is he a good actor? Is he an over actor? Is he a terrible actor? Even like certain scenes where he's like trying to bring uh, Pedro up the wall, and he's just that screaming. was funny. He's just that screaming. Was excellent. Oh, I can't um, wait for this movie. I think this film will get reviews in in and around the sort of six and seven out of ten marks, but will instantly become. The highest rated a, thing on Rotten Tomatoes a, a cult, by the viewer. Yeah, a cult favorite. It will become, if it's done the way, the trick was again, it's a good trailer and it sells you on it. Yeah. If it is as good as that trailer makes it out to be and as sort of meta and self-referential, I think it will be, become one of these cult classic that you can watch sort of every six months and it'd be like Anchorman or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that has to be is quotable. And it does look yeah. like it could be quotable. I mean, already quotable, like when he's saying I'm f- that one of the side characters is saying, yes, I love Nicolas Cage. I'm 46. All I've seen is Con Air and uh, Gone in 60 <laughs> Seconds. He's in The Rock and Con Air. Or Have you seen off. The Croods 2? No. <laughs> that was it. Have you seen The Croods 2? No. I've seen Face Off. <laughs> I've seen Face Off and Con Air. <laughs> Con That's Air. all you need to see. <laughs> <laughs> His body, genuinely, he is just the most that's like span of films is the most insane span of someone that then went on to do completely random stuff after that. Yeah. It's the rock con the rock con yep. air con air before or after the rock con air, the rock. And then face off. Face off. I mean, face off was before face off. I think was early doors. I think that was 92. He also did um, one called the crow, which is super weird. And then there's like- also Gone in 60 Seconds. Yep. 99. Um, and then he kind of, it stopped. But those, that he, initial span, oh, they're excellent. They're all excellent. Mm. Mm. He also did Wicker Man. That was good. That was all right. The bees! Not the bees! But then he kind of disappeared, and then he did those uh, phenomenal movies by Disney, uh, National Treasure. 
love those movies. I'm still the holding out, still holding out for a third. You know, I think if the way if if this, uh, the I can never remember the title. It's like the unbearable weight of t- massive talent. Um, I also if that love as well. I think he will get. Um, he will probably though Disney will be signing up National Treasure. I thought they were doing a National Treasure TV show. I swear that was a thing. Um, maybe they'll do it in a six, you know, six hours of Disney Plus. Yeah, let's have a look. Anyway, it looks amazing. The trailer's amazing. It does. If you've not seen it, you should go and watch the trailer. You should because watch it, yeah. If you like Nicolas Cage, it's just everything That's you wanted from a Nicolas Cage movie. Plus, he's playing <laughs> himself, which just makes yeah. it a hundred times better. There you go. It's a ten-episode Disney Plus TV show. What is National Treasure Three? Really? Yeah. So it'd be ten forty-minute episodes. So look at it that way. So you get more National okay. Treasure. You're essentially getting National Treasure Three and Four. I think that would be good. If Nicolas Cage is in it, then I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Moving on. Uh, trailer number two, The Lost City. Have you seen that? You watched the trailer, Dunk? I have watched that trailer. It looks. This is one of my favorite things about this podcast because we don't only do talk about things we like, but things that could be absolute dumpster fires and garbage it could be terrible uh, it's yes. Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum yeah uh, Sandra Bullock is a author in the uh, writing about a lost city a novel yes. she has a cover a book cover star for her book um, which is I don't know if that's really a thing but <laughs> the cover star for her Harry book Potter. is Channing Tatum um, he was on the front cover of most of his books yeah, but it's not a person, like a real person. It's all paintings. Yeah, yeah. He, it's a real. So this uh, actor that pl- uh, was photographed for the cover of her books. Um, oh, I see. He what you mean. Is yeah, a bit it's Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. He's a model, basically. And then she gets kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe and gets taken to the jungle to yes. actually try yeah. and find the lost city. And yeah. Channing Tatum decides to be the hero yeah. that he plays. But then actually uh, the hero exists and it's played by Brad Pitt. By Brad Pitt, which is bizarre. It it could be what it's one of these films. I say it could be a dumpster fire. It could be funny and it could be good. Mm. I think it honestly though could be a complete train wreck. Yeah. It, it just looks so weird. I mean, you've said it before. Don't expect an Oscar worthy performance, even though Sandra Bullock has yes. delivered that in the past. It could yeah. be just like a a popcorn movie that you're like, cool, that was funny, moving on. Like, I think it could very well, I think it should fall into that category. Yeah, of, it'll be on Netflix very that. quickly. You can't go from, was it Unforgivable she just did? Um, yeah. When she gets released from prison, yeah. and that looks dark, grim, serious, and then jumping to that. So mm-hmm. it's funny to, it's funny going back and watching Sandra Bullock and things like Demolition Man. You realize she's been doing this a long yeah. time. And then Demolition Man, Speed. And then the blind uh, side, the, the blind side, and then there's the ba- birds, bird, uh, yeah, bird house, bird, what, bird, bird house, bird box, bird box. yeah, the one where they're blind yeah. and they can't see the aliens, yeah, or something. So yeah. there's that one, and then um, she's done a few other serious ones, and she, then uh, she's jumped to the, she's done a couple of comedy ones. There was the one with Melissa McCarthy, and then she's come debatably, from to the debatably an amazing comedy. It's called The Heat. The Heat. That was it. Um, it's. 
she, her range, like she just yeah, she's going good. through the. Mo- going she also the did ball. Miss Congeniality, which is two, two amazing yeah. movies, you know. So it'll be interesting to see. I, it's just one of these. I, I watched it. I watched the trailer and I thought, oh, this could this is going to go either way. This could go sour. This is, yeah. this is a risky. This seems like a risky move. This could be a. I'm going to go to the toilet halfway through the movie and then never return. It could be a phone twitcher. A phone twitcher, exactly. Phone twitcher, as we call them now. Um, another oh, movie that, another trailer that we saw that came out this week, um, which could also be a phone twitcher for me anyway, is uh, also title drop, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets out. He loves <sighs> Grindelwald, who's played by Mads Mikkelsen now instead of Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp had that big thing about being beaten up by his wife. I think. Yeah. But it turns strange. out it turns out she was beating him up and not him, which is a shame. And I kind of yeah. feel like Disney maybe should have like rehired him. Or maybe they already shot the movie, who knows. As Warner Brothers as well. So. Yeah. Um Fantastic Beasts, I'm not like I wasn't massively sold on the first two movies. This trailer looks fine. Um Mads Mikkelsen, I'm actually quite excited about. He's a really good actor. He plays a really good bad guy. Uh Jude Law, he's a terrific looking man. I like his beard. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm kind of kind of over Harry Potter other than I might watch the 20th anniversary thing that's coming out soon. I um, will be happy when this fantastic beast thing dies in a ditch. Um, yeah. It's, and that sounds extreme. Um, I, I, this fantastic beast trilogy has been one of the most disappointing it's it's kind of dragged overrated. a bit, hasn't it? It's. it's I feel like other trilogies have other trilogies have been started and completed vi- like a lot quicker than this. It's not the dragon out that's the problem. Funny enough, <laughs> dragons. Right. Uh, it's not. It's that's not the issue I take with it. The problem is, it started off as a sort of heist slash. Um, yeah. The Eddie Redmayne's get... character Newt yeah. using character so. He was using Fantastic Beasts. The, there was in the first one. There was Fantastic Beasts, and there, yes. not, maybe not enough of them, but he used them. And you kind of got in, an in a yeah. sort of look into the world of the magic zoologist. Um, a lot of the trouble was caused by things escaping from his own briefcase. Yes, um, and in terrible at his job. Sort of a little bit, yeah, terrible at his job. But there was a little bit of uh. uh there was a sense of magic to it because it was a different kind of magic that we hadn't really seen, which was the animals doing a lot of the trouble. Um, I like the setting, and the first one's not too bad. The second one was the one of the biggest piles of shit I've ever watched. It's so bad. They they've touched they they twisted this story about fun and sort of something that was supposed to be light hearted mm. into this dark, moody sort of pre they're trying to make it like the star wars almost like the star wars prequels where they're trying to make it dark even like so star wars prequels had an an agenda right they're there to tell the story of darth vader that's fine we all knew that going in it's the skywalker story yeah correct they made but that was that was from the get-go so we knew that the first fantastic beast leads into this they, they start doing even in the first one there's this whole ezra miller side story which is just shit i don't care no, so they keep talking about there's like they start talking about all these different Dumbledores and all these different people and uh, Dumbledore's sister. Apart from the hardcore fans, no one gives this is no one gives a 
<laughs> I'm not going to caveat harsh, but no one cares. I, I genuinely don't care. This is really beyond my soapbox. It's so annoying because then this third one comes out. There's no fantastic... They've called it Fantastic Beasts and then The Secrets of Dumbledore. What the fuck is The Secrets... There we go. What is The Secrets of Dumbledore got to do with Fantastic Beasts? Nothing. If he doesn't get that bloody phoenix by the end of this thing, it should be a waste of time. A waste of time. Just, oh, it makes me so angry. There's such a great concept for a film. Oh, and then they just it. ruined it. Ruined it. So it. Much. Oh, it's so much. Oh, it makes me so cross. Uh, it's awful. It's, it's this whole moody, dark battle for the world thing that we've already seen done well. You're not going to beat Harry Potter versus Voldemort. It's the Luke Skywalker and uh, Vader. Luke Skywalker versus Vader. It's the what was the you know, you've got the Lord you've got Lord of the Rings didn't really have that sort of fight, but Frodo versus the One Ring, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's these Titanic sort of battles, or Frodo versus Gollum. You know, at the end, building up to these things, we had seven, eight films for Harry Potter. Yeah. And this Fantastic Beasts thing really tarnishes the legacy of harry potter i genuinely just, couldn't tell you any of the characters names the only guy i remember other than dumbledore jacob jacob the muggle, is that the muggle? he's the best character he is yeah because he's, he's relatable because he's a muggle he's relatable because he genuinely has no idea what's going on like, like everyone audience. else <laughs> like everyone else because they're trying to do like 50 different stories yeah just if they just condensed it and made the Fantastic Beasts films about Fantastic Beasts. I don't, I'm sure you, I, I don't know enough about Harry Potter. I've read the books. Mm. Am I a fan of the books? Yes. Have I watched all the films? No, because I read, I, I genuinely never watched any of it. Wow. Any of, like, There's all a revelation the for the pod. Duncan's not uh, seen all of the Harry Potter films. But I've read all, I have read all the books. So I would say that, at least, so I like Harry, I like the world. I think it's great. I just think that you're, you're kind of doing this re going over the same ground we've already been through. And I think you'd need to go back and reread some of it. But overall, you can make a definitely a better story about uh some sort of beast escape. Like the first one was the beast escaping. Create yeah. some sort of like heist or some sort of muggles capturing fantastic beasts, go down that route sort of thing. Um the detective Pikachu style route, something like that. Okay. Uh I don't know, you need to sit and think about it, I don't know enough about the world of Harry Potter, but there's things you could do, rather than having this, oh my god, it's Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. Well, if you're going to do that, why didn't you just make a Dumbledore versus Grindelwald movie? Exactly. Why did you need the Fantastic Beasts thing? Because that's don't a bit tease me with, also... Don't tease me with fantastical creatures and then not show them to me. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> did you get that off your chest, Dunk? You're good now? No, because it's still coming out. <laughs> shall I'm we? To, I'm going to sit through it. Shall we cheer you up a little bit with our last, our final trailer, fourth and final trailer of the podcast, and then we'll, and then we'll end it there, and you can chill. Is that the fourth trailer? The, oh yes, it's fourth about trailer. To talk yes, about yes, we went, trailer. we started at the bottom. Yeah, and now we're here, and we're going back into video games. Um, mm. Star Wars Eclipse was a cinematic trailer, so they didn't show anything from gameplay. It's not an EA game. I can't remember who the developer is. Quantic uh, Dreams. Quantic Dreams. Yeah, there you go. Which is another huge thing. Like, obviously, LucasArts is working with all these different... Because I, re- I think EA still had a contract. Or 
EA had a contract. EA's contract was up. And instead right, of Ubisoft, renewing it, right? instead Ubisoft. Of, Ubisoft have got an open world one. Uh, the EA have really badly handled the Star Wars franchise. And yeah, it's a money, it's an absolute money spinner. And they've just blow they've just blown it big style by not producing enough games. Thinking the the best one they produced was Jedi Fallen Order. Um some people like it, some people don't. Um I don't mind it. I'm not sure finished it, but it, it was good. Um Battlefront 2 was good fun. They just mishandled it. The amount of games that they could have produced and then they shut down a bunch of games, they would yeah. uh, commission them and then not commission them the, the the actual idea of contracting it out to a one particular uh publisher is a bad time there's so much uh so the fact what you're thinking seeing, is yeah so what you're saying is the fact that they're displaying it onto other developers will actually help them rather than sticking with ea Yes, because EA have a specific business model and EA have a as a publisher that all they care about is the bottom line yeah. Um. And the, what they did was they would start a Star Wars project like thirteen, game and then nix it. Yeah, in-game purchases, or they would try and force a thing on somebody, and then they would nix it, and they would just mm. stop it. So they ended up with there's about three or four cancelled Star Wars projects, and we've only had Squadrons, Battlefront, Battlefront Two. And I think yeah. for Disney, they're they're not seeing a good return on that investment. So fair enough. They're now saying, well, let's spread out and get some of these really creative people like Quantic yeah. Dreams to do their, have, their thing. What have Quantic Dreams made in the past? Heavy Rain for PS3. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. And uh, Detroit Become Human was their other one, which was. So you think, do you think it's going to be a, a, a kind of decision making Star Wars game? I, I suspect so. I'd be very surprised. Like a if mystery. It's branched out, that's cool. But I think there will be a bit of. Uh, I honestly think you'll be seeing more mature style storylines, maybe along the lines uh, of Star Wars Visions. I was going to say Mandalorian. Imagine if it's like a Western decision making. It bounty could well game. be. I think I think there's going to be multiple storylines. I think you're going to have different chapters or arcs. And yeah. I think that's what it looked like because all the characters look different. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't set show in this you. Era. Yeah, they obviously didn't. They showed you the world and people you will meet yeah um they didn't show you who you would be or what the story is about what i did enjoy was they've got the guy in episode one isn't it who's like uh the negotiator squid person from episode one. Oh yeah but this is set yeah i know this it's is set, set either in the past or in the future or it's way in the past it's called the high republic it's like yeah super past but i think that gives them a license to kind of screw around a bit yeah make up um, characters Make up their own characters and stuff, uh, but yeah, I did. They they're using aliens and stuff that you've seen before, but kind of twisting it. And the graphics look incredible because they don't. If it if it's a decision making game, that would explain the level of the graphics. Yeah, uh, because you're not having to use as much uh, resources. Yeah, to power it's, actions and AI and worlds because everything's going to be on a script on yeah, a on Detroit rails, essentially. Beyond Human for me was more of like a interactive movie. Yes, fair yeah, enough. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, you could walk like around a, an apartment and you could pick up things that you don't have to pick up. But in reality, when it became the part that you had to actually affect the game, 
the graphics were insane. It was a storyline. Yeah. It was a movie that you were basically watching a cutscene the whole time and then pressing A or B or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's choose your own adventure style. I think it yeah. works. I think they're they seem to be pretty good at it. So I'm excited for Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, uh, me too. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, is it my kind of game? I've, I like yeah. them, but it's one of these ones that maybe you might play once. But even if it has replay value, you might not do it again. Uh, yeah. It's so not massively my type of game do. either. Um, I was more into the whole open world of uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, I that's kinda, that's got a good balance of level for design. a second one of those. But you know, yeah. we'll see. It sounds good. I'm happy with that. I like Star I'm Wars games. Star Wars clips. Yeah, I think it'll be uh Yeah, who doesn't like a good Star Wars game? I mean there's been so many. I think if they can give them out to the right people and let uh let people kind of go a bit mad with it. I'd love to see people like the people that made Saints Row, uh Deep Silver. I'd mm. like to see them take on a Star Wars game. I think that could be wacky. I think that yeah. could be fun. I'd like to see... Uh, Bethesda. What other developers? Bethesda. I, I think Bethesda have their hands full anyway. I think actually limiting them to a franchise would be a shame. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Bethesda. I'd like maybe like to see the people... Uh, I mean, Arcane, there's a, a, a the new Skyrim being, isn't going to come out anytime soon. So No, but Starfield's out next year, so that'll be fun. Okay, cool. Uh, the what do you call it arcane people that made dishonored uh, oh yeah that'd be interesting that'd be cool as a star wars title something along the lines of a star wars title that'd be fun uh so i think there's, there's studios out there that have interesting concepts mm. uh that could very much or somebody like obsidian who made uh the or what you know the people that made fallout new vegas they're kind of like uh the original oh, yeah they're kind of similar to um, Bethesda. In they've a way. kind of got Bethesda. They're actually, uh, oh, I think they're owned by they're owned by Microsoft now, uh, but they've got they can have a very sort of dry sense of humor, and they're very sort of uh, met. Some of their commentary is quite meta. Like that trailer yeah. we watched, where it was, uh, if you're looking for the trailer for the best game of the year, don't watch this trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I yeah. think they would be good. I think they could definitely do a Mandalorian style thing for. Or hand solo style thing for things kind of get out of hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, a bit of meta commentary. I think that'd be quite good. So there's 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 out potential there. out there. Star Wars for... Eclipse. Yeah, there's potential yeah. out there. I think Eclipse is just the beginning of them doing that. It's an easy, easier maybe. I'm not sure because the graphics are good. I think it must be quicker for them to do if they're not having to worry about multiplayer. Yeah, exactly. This, you can just stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you can pump it out pretty quickly. And also, the title is fantastic. I love the name. Eclipse, it sounds class. <laughs> it does. It does sound um, class. But that looks like time for us. Do you want to end it there, yeah. Doug? I think so. I think we've, we've covered a lot of ground right. today. We've, we've, uh, we've survived without our the third amigo. Exactly. We've or, been on a journey. back to basics on this show. I know. Back to episodes, our first nine or whatever, whenever Eddie came in. <laughs> yeah, first nine. The first nine. Yeah. Um, so that'll do it for this week. If you want to contribute to the topics, um, you can find us on all the socials. Search for That's Class Pod, and you'll find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and YouTube, and things like that. Um, drop us a DM, slide into our DMs, let us know what you find class. We'll probably put it in a future episode, um, if we also find it class. Or if we don't, we probably, who knows. 
We don't even know. No one's really written in, so <laughs> we'll see what happens if someone actually does write in. Uh, like I said before, you can catch us on YouTube. You can also catch us now on Spotify because we will be uploading video podcasts on Spotify, which is very exciting. One of the first, uh, other than we Joe think, Rogan. Well, we need to review. I've not seen many of them, but we'll... Yes. Yeah, when, I, when we applied, it said that you will be the first, of, the first few to try it out. To see if it actually hits and if it doesn't they'll probably get rid of them or whatever they'll probably nix it but we were there but we were there we were there at the start um and if you like that spotify also do reviews drop us a little five-star review we consider ourselves five-star men uh we accept five-star minimum um so if you could drop us a little review leave us a like leave us a comment share with your friends uh we really really appreciate the fact that you listen to this podcast each and every week Uh, i hope you have a super super day Say goodbye, Duncan. Goodbye, Duncan. And as uh, a... Oh, shit. Oh, we'll just end it there then, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> as, and as Eddie says at the end of every podcast, Eddie? 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 Eddie?